and welcome to the Geriatric Millennials. I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. And we're two oldish, youngish women just celebrating life. Um, And by life, I mean Jamie's life because I have a very special treat. I have decided that today is the day everybody is going to get to know Jamie as well as I do as I give a little interview to your favorite uh, geriatric millennial. Jamie is not prepared. I don't don't know what the questions are going to be. It's exciting though, right? So, I mean, I think so. Uh, it's not too in-depth. I only have 87 questions, so <laughs> oh it's gosh. not going to be that bad. I think people are interested to know a little bit more about you and kind of okay. what motivates you. I'll so the first question I have for you is, how did you get to where you are today? Now, I don't mean that as a human. I mean, f- <laughs> physically and not just that you drove your, your, your car to my house, but just like, how did you end up in our hometown? How did you end up in Washington? This is a very long story. Do you want it long? I don't want it long. I just want like the Cliff Notes versions of I was born here. From when I was from the time. That's a lot of years to cover, but sure. Okay. Yes. Yes. So So where were you born? I was born as a very young child. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I popped out just as a toddler. (laughs) I was born at a very young age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was born in 1980 mm-hmm. in Canada mm-hmm. in a province called Alberta. Okay. And I lived there for the first three to four years of my life. And then my family, so I have three siblings. I am the third child. So there's the four of us. Oh, no. <laughs> three siblings. Right. So there's four Plus of us. Plus you, four. Yeah. So I'm not Math. the baby. My brother's the baby very evident even to this day. Um, Okay. So yeah. So I lived in Canada for the first couple of years. Don't have a lot of memories of that. And then my family moved to Haiti and we were there for a few years. I do have some memories of that. Then we moved back to Canada and we moved to a couple places in Canada. And then we moved to Belize in Central America. And my parents bought a school bus and took all the seats out and loaded everything up, including (laughs) our two cats, drove from Canada to Belize. Wow. Into a Mennonite community. Didn't even know what a Mennonite was. Turns out they're really cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, your but parents we are not Mennonite. Know. Oh, your your parents. We're not Mennonite. No. Okay. Uh huh. Um, farming, remote, not a town. <laughs> Definitely not a town. Um, and I say not a village because there's nothing central. Like mm-hmm. there's no town central. Like the, everything is spread out. Like okay. all the houses are all spread out. Nothing is next to each other. There's not like a market. No, there's oh. a store. Oh, okay. but no, everything is very spread out. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was there from the ages of 11 to 16. So pretty formative years yeah. in my life. And then we moved back to Canada and again, moved within Canada. And then I was kind of a young adult. Mm-hmm. By that time, I was like 19 when I decided to move out. And I moved back to Belize as a young adult. And I worked at a jungle resort oh my gosh for a while and then i uh lived in a village and taught school for a year in belize and i taught third fourth and fifth grade all in one class with no curriculum it was it was a challenge yeah um and so i did that when i was like 20 and then and then i and then i moved to washington state for a year what brought you and here? that was um so a couple of years before that i had done like a summer program here um, cause I had met somebody up in Canada who's from this area and he told me about it. And it's this program at a church that mm-hmm. was for college age students. And you come and you live with a host family and you work at the church for the summer and they pay you. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. I had done that a couple of years before. And so, and I wanted to come back and there was a year long program 
where you worked with youth at the church for a whole year and mm-hmm. lived with the host family. And so I applied to do that and I came and did that for a year. And so that was like the second time that I lived here. And then I left because I got some boyfriend up in Canada <laughs> and I went and I moved up in, I moved up to where he lived. And this was in Saskatchewan, which is like the prairies, Oh, okay. which is flat mm-hmm. and really cold. And I don't know why anybody lives there. So I yeah. was kind of miserable for that year. Broke up with him, was going to move to Mexico, but I decided to come back to the tri- Tri-Cities one more time <laughs> for a summer. And in that summer, I decided to stay. And then I met my future husband, Tony. We got married really fast. We lived in the Tri-Cities for six years. Mm-hmm. Then we moved to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We were there for five years within both of those. times. So my first, our first, had our first kid before we went to Hawaii and then had two of our kids in Hawaii. We went to Belize for a couple of years and then we moved back to the Tri-Cities. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just like moving. I'm just telling you all these places I moved. Okay. It's kind of amazing and though. <laughs> we moved back to the Tri-Cities and that was seven years ago. Oh, and wild. now we're here and we're not planning to move anytime soon. And we're like raising our kids here or whatever. So. Yeah. Damn. And and I met you though way back in I think it I think it was when I came for that summer, that final summer that you I was guys, you guys had just gotten married. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we got yeah. married really yeah. fast. So like I had come that summer um and then stayed yeah. and got married. And yeah. then I yeah, so I met you right around that time. So that was yeah. a long time ago because I am in my twentieth year of marriage. Yeah, that's wild. I know. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I walked into you because you were staying with your future mother-in-law. Okay. And I walked in because I don't even know. We have, a, we have a mutual friend and I don't know why I was there that day. And I remember sitting, seeing this girl sitting on the couch reading her Bible. And, I was? Yeah, wow. or reading a book. Maybe it wasn't your Bible, but it was something Christian-y. Okay. And you just looked cool, but I didn't know you. And, you know, it was just, I'm, I don't really like new people. So it takes me a minute. But yeah. then I just, we just started hanging out. And then we did a Bible study together early on too. The Theophostic Prayer Bible Study. Oh, I was like, I have no um, recollection of this. But I remember that word. Yeah. So... Yeah. So anyway, cool. it's um yeah. So that's how I, that's how we came together. But back to Jamie. Okay. Okay. So now that's good because now we kind of know a little bit. You've been around. Yeah. The world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've also done some traveling too. Because you you guys like did work in India and we did do some traveling. Yes. So before we had kids, Tony and I did some traveling. And yeah. We did. We did. We didn't like. I wouldn't say we did some work in India, but oh, okay. um, but we were there first a few weeks. Okay. And we went to Hong Kong and Thailand and Mexico and So you're well traveled. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, I guess. I feel like there's so many more places that I I know, but there's some people that and... have never left their state right. borders. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. okay. So, I have random questions kind of about childhood, adolescence and then some even more random ones. So, okay. Uh, what is your earliest memory that you have from your childhood? Oh, wow. Why are you asking me memory questions? You know, this is, this I know, but is not my strong suit. Like, what's the first thing you can remember? You know, do you remember the, wah, the doctor slapping your butt no, when you popped I out? I think I remember, um, <laughs> oh man, I think I remember nursing, honestly. Are you serious? Because I remember putting my hand on my, so what I used to do, why am I telling you this? It's, I love it. You asked. I used to put my other hand on my mom's other nipple Uh and like, and like (laughs) feel it on my palm. Oh, which is to this day. I still do things like that. Like I, Oh yeah. Cause it's soothing. It's soothing to me to like have something like (laughs) not a nipple, (laughs) but something like my, like the edge of my jeans, for Mm -hmm. example. And I will just like rub my hand around in a circle. Um, And I think it's because I, 
I did that when I was nursing. Now I will say my mom nursed me till I was two. So I mean, I could, I mean, so yeah. I legitimately, I think that's is, my earliest memory. Two is still really little to remember something. Okay. <sighs> Maybe it's just something I was told. Sometimes I'm like, is that a real memory or is that a false memory? But I think I remember it. Okay. Did you have a nickname as a kid? Um, Just Jay, I guess. Jay? Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've told this story before, but I'll say it again. When I met Jamie that first day, she says, my name's Jamie, like Jay-Z, because she spells her name J-A-Y-M-E instead of J-A-M-I-E. Yeah. And so she's like, J-Z, J-Me. And that's <laughs> how I always remember you. That's funny. <laughs> okay. That's so funny because I don't remember that at all, but what, I believe you. What was the naughtiest thing you did as a kid? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't very naughty. You're pretty straight-laced. I really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember, so when we lived in Haiti, I was probably around five years old and my parents had told me not to hang on this branch that was outside because I, because, well, they knew better than me. It was a thin branch, yeah. but it was super fun because it was thin. It was kind of like bouncy, you know? And so when you'd hang on it, it would like kind of go up and down and Mm -hmm. I could like swing back and forth and it was really fun. And they told me not to do that. And I did it anyways. And then what happened was that the branch broke as I was swinging out and I landed flat on like on my back on this giant rock. Oh, geez. That I thought I broke my back. Yeah. It hurt so bad, but I didn't tell. I couldn't tell. (laughs) I could not tell. I like held it in. I was sore for days and I was like, and I was like, I probably should have gone to the doctor or something. And I was like, I could barely walk. And I was like, I can't, I can't tell them how this happened. Yeah. So I just sucked it up. Shoot. Youth was on your side because that happened today. Oh, game absolutely. Over. No, I wow. I didn't tell them. I was like, <gasps> like, because I had disobeyed. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So it was my fault. So oh. if I told them, I would have also had to tell them that I did what they told me not to do. Yeah. And I just didn't tell them. Oh my gosh. That's amazing, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> What did you want to be when you were a kid growing up? Do you do you have like memories of you wanting to be like a dancer or this or that? Well, when I was really little, oh, I absolutely wanted to be a dancer. Mm. Definitely wanted to be a dancer. And then as I got older, all I really wanted to be was a mom. Really? Yeah. I just really wanted to be a mom. I didn't have uh, a career necessarily in mind that I really wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. No. And then I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then I was a teacher for a little bit, which is a different path. And yeah. I could have, you know, it would have been different. Like I was clearly thrown into the deep end with mm-hmm. zero training or support, which is probably a very different experience had I gone to like school to become yes, a teacher. Yes, yes. But it was enough for me to yeah. say, nah. Mm-hmm. Not for me. <laughs> I, I just think it's amazing that you kind of just went out on your own at 19 and just kind of was like, okay, I'm good. Like, hello yeah, world. I wanted, I wanted to try lots of things. Yeah. Um, okay. This is kind of shifting more towards out of into adolescence. Uh, did you ever experience love at first sight? No. Interesting. Not at first sight. Okay. Strong infatuation. Well, I, oh, I had a strong infatuation. It was not at first sight though. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. But I had a major crush. Oh yes. I remember my first crush for sure. Okay. Did anything come out of it? I mean, he became my boyfriend. Okay. So that's good. That's a a win. It was a win. Okay. So who or what influenced your style and taste as a teenager? Like what were you into? Oh my gosh. So again, I lived in this remote farming community Mm -hmm. and did not have access to any stores or even media of like what was like in style. Yeah. So I think that my biggest influence was just whatever I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever. I would trade my friends and I 
there was two friends that I had that were, we were all about the same size and we would trade clothes for like a month at a time just so we could have something different to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look back on some of the pictures that I have from that time, I mean, it was, it, we weren't far off of like 90s fashion yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like I was all the time because I didn't know and I didn't, I couldn't go to stores and I couldn't like... Which is kind of shocking because you're, again, you're such a fashion girl. Well, I love, I mean, I think that's why I <laughs> like clothes so much because I was like deprived. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I, I wanted to, to, to know and I mm-hmm. wanted to see, I wanted to have more than I could have. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like that <laughs> <laughs> to some extent. Not really. But. Did you ever rebel as like a teen or were you pretty straight laced? Like, was no. there opportunities to party or so, anything? Okay, you're so, in a okay, right. so there were certainly opportunities, but I, none of my friends, we weren't interested in that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we had a blast. We always had so much fun just doing stuff. And I had friends that drank, but I never had a a desire or interest in that. Mm -hmm. And then when we moved back to Canada when I was 16, at that time, then, I mean, that's like a whole different world and a whole new environment. And I had some friends from when I was really young before I left, like when I was 11, that I reconnected with a little bit. So I did a little bit of experimentation maybe with them with some alcohol. I think I smoked a cigarette or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then in high school, so I was there for, for 11th grade and then 12th grade, I went to a, a different school. Public, I wanted to experience public school, high school. Yeah. And so I went for my senior year Wow. at a new brand new school. And it was a huge school. It was like 3,000 students. And uh, I had never been to high school like that before in my life and made like a whole other group of friends. I just... I, I made lots of friends. Yes. I loved it. Um, I remember... Okay, here's what happened. You, what was the question? Did I ever rebel? Okay, so I do remember I had gone to my friend's house for a sleepover. I I must have been 16 or 17. I can't remember how we got it, but somebody got us like a two liter of like a cooler. Like a oh, okay. Like, like a like, like a wine cooler? Yeah, like a like a disgusting soda pop mm-hmm. with alcohol in it. Okay. Right? And it was red. And we drank that. Mm-hmm. And then I got so sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt so gross. And yeah. I went to school and I was totally hungover. And I was just so so dumb. But then I felt super guilty. Mm-hmm. And so like three days later, I told my parents because I was so consumed yeah. by guilt that I was like, or no, I think I had written, I had written something down and I got caught and like, I had this opportunity to like lie about it. And mm-hmm. then I, but I couldn't. And I yeah. was just like, so I just told them. And, um, that was like the extent of my rebellion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I was very responsible and I just like, I just was raised to be pretty independent and mm-hmm. like work. It was important to me to do my best in school. Like I got straight A's. Mm-hmm. I always had a job and I just was a super responsible. Like I took care of my own needs, kind mm-hmm. of a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you end up any, any like cliques in high school? Like, were you a part of any, like you're the cheerleader clique or the, with the band kids? Or... No, because I feel like because my experience, my high school experience was varied Limited. for different, like yeah. I was in three different high schools because oh, okay. I was in Belize until sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Then when I moved to Canada, I went to a small Christian school for, mm-hmm. for junior year. And it was the first year that they had junior year at that school. Cause it had oh. been like. Like a young, like they only went up to like 10th grade and then they added 11th and then they added 12th kind of thing. Yeah. And so we, so, and it was like a really small class. I mean, there was probably like 20 some kids in the whole grade. Mm -hmm. The whole junior year was like one class. Yeah. So that was different. And then when I went to high school, I'm like, or when I went to the public school, the, for my senior year, that was, there was just such a, 
uh, I guess I I didn't have the time to really like get into any of the anything because you were just or any of that kind of stuff because yeah. like it was too late by that point. Yeah. But I did make a lot of different friends and I don't but I don't feel like I was a part of like a, a clique now you literally make friends wherever you go it's yes con- it's amazing it's amazing so as an adult like kind of shifting gears like what like you've been very involved with the church it seems like your whole life yeah like it's been kind of it seems like a little bit of a driving force to get you to a lot of the places that you went yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems correct accurate uh I guess that was a statement and not a question <laughs> <laughs> yes and no I would say faith, mm-hmm. but not necessarily church, because okay. uh, uh, I did have a couple of instances or, or periods of time in my life where I was working at a church, but the rest of the time, um, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and now I am again yeah. after, and it's been a couple of years, yeah. but there was like a big chunk of time where I wasn't. Yeah. And then there was also that big chunk of time, like that six years where we had started our own nonprofit. So we yeah. weren't even... We weren't even affiliated with a church, but we were doing what I would say is like faith-based work. Yeah, so they had it. You had the um the coffee shop. We had a coffee shop and we had like a neighborhood, like children's uh kind of like a children's church actually, yeah. where we would like do um activities and games and all that kind of stuff with the kids of the neighborhood and then do like Bible stories and mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we had a variety of things going on. I had that reading room in my mm-hmm. house and we lived in the apartments where all the kids were. And then we did like every Wednesday when they got out of school early, we would gather everyone up and like come and read books and read to them and mm-hmm. read stories. And it was really focused on trying to encourage reading mm-hmm. as a foundation for success yeah. in school yeah. for a lot of these kids. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm having baby flashbacks and remembering some of this because I was around. I wasn't actively participating right. in, in those activities with you, but I remember being around. And um, I I remember we did a, a joint venture together once um, where I had students and we came and volunteered oh, yeah. to paint your guys' fence. And we were doing um, a, um, what is that called when you're not eating? A, f- a fast. A fast. A famine. A fast. <laughs> yes. And Later on, you told me my students stole cookie dough out of frozen cookie dough out of your freezer. That's really funny. And I felt so guilty. And then years later, I felt even more guilty because I was like, oh, I probably should have paid for that (laughs) anyway. So funny. I don't even remember that other than you telling me that. It's wild. Okay, had no impact on me like it it did for you. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Okay. So, okay. In your life, have you ever just had an unexpected turn? that just really set you on a different course? Did you have any like big forks in your roads that you're just like, oh, everything's different now? I feel like I've had a lot of those okay. because of all the moving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that just changed the trajectory of my life many, many, many times. Different times. One, I would say for sure was that the year that I graduated, then my family moved. So I graduated high school, then my family moved to Al- to Edmonton, Alberta, mm-hmm. and I had a choice, like, because I was 18, like, what, like, I could go with them or I didn't have to go with them. Yeah. Like, I could have gone to university or I could have gone, I could have done something else, and I chose to go with them. Mm-hmm. And, but so I do, rem- I do feel like that was one of those. Big I don't ones. know. Okay. Oh, uh. and... When I decided to stay in the Tri-Cities and then I ended up meeting uh, Tony yeah. and getting married because that wasn't my plan. <laughs> this wasn't your plan? <laughs> it wasn't my plan. My plan wasn't even to stay. I was moving to Mexico. Yeah. Again, you don't like cold places. I know. And we have very cold winters. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Do you speak any other languages? I am learning Spanish. Okay. I can understand a lot of low German. I never really tried to speak it, but when I hear it, I still understand quite a bit. Is that from the Mennonite community? Yes. Oh, yes. they spoke German there. Yeah. 
That's wild. <laughs> yeah. And everyone else is speaking Spanish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, wow. but in, in, in school, everybody speaks English. And mm-hmm. so the English was the main thing everywhere. Okay. So I did learn a lot of Spanish when I was teaching school that and living mm-hmm. in the village because my roommate, Spanish was her first language. So she taught me a lot that year. But I never actually have studied anything mm-hmm. until now. And I would not call this studying, but I do have the Duolingo <laughs> app. And I am on a streak okay. of, let me just look it up for you because I'm proud of this. I am on a streak of 152 days. Okay. All right. So I'm proud of myself. I do. Good. I just do a couple of minutes a day, but I am learning through mm-hmm. this app. Okay. So, and occasionally I'll listen to a Spanish podcast and try to understand oh. what's going on. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. I can understand a lot more than I feel like I can speak. Mm -hmm. So you've traveled a lot. Where's one of your, I know you don't like ranking, but where's one of the favorite places you've traveled? Oh, Thailand. Okay. That was amazing. How long were you guys there for? I don't know, a week or something. Mm -hmm. $5 massage Mm -hmm. on the beach. Oh, lovely. For an hour. Wow. Yes, please. Thai food. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. It was so beautiful. It was so clean. It was delicious. I want to go back there. That, I loved that. I love Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my favorite okay. country that I mm-hmm. know of. Love the food. Love the culture. It's warm. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, and then favorite place to live? Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't ask me that, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. Hawaii. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it ruined me forever. <laughs> Nothing will ever compare. And I will always want to live in Hawaii for as long as I live. Okay. Fair enough. So you have a ton of hobbies. Like you do kayaking and you do paddleboarding and you do all rowing all this you're always telling me well, about I something. want to do rowing that's not one that I actually do yet oh, what I do what, paddling it's different what, okay so you do paddling and then you do paddle boarding and yes. then you do kayaking yeah okay um <laughs> it's different how did you get like like how did you get into all of this stuff well when we lived in Hawaii I is when I first started paddling with mm-hmm. the outrigger canoe club because it's a very big sport in Hawaii it's mm-hmm. really um, common, like a, it's a cultural thing and it's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you'd go to the beach and you see the boat, the boats are literally right there and you see crews going out all the time. And so I was like, what's happening? Like, yeah. how do I? So anyway, I got to join in on that and learn how to paddle when I lived there and I didn't do it competitively. It was just recreational league, but it was a sunrise crew and it was so amazing to go out on the ocean on the, when the sun was coming up mm-hmm. and surf waves yeah. with an outrigger canoe off the beach in Lanikai. Are you kidding me? It was amazing. And I got really strong back muscles from it, nice. which was great. So anyway, I loved... So that's when I started with the paddle paddling mm-hmm. with the outrigger canoe when we were in Hawaii. And then, uh, and then living here, we've got the Columbia River. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to get, interact and do more with the river because uh, we live in a desert <laughs> and uh, I need that water in, uh, to be a part of my life. And yeah. I was riding my bike along the path, the, riv- the path by the river, and I saw an outrigger canoe and I was like, what? And there was people there. And so I stopped my bike and I started talking to them and I was like, what do you guys, what, how do I, can I come? Can I come paddle with you? And they're like, yes. And so wow. I just was like, yeah, tell me when, where. And I started paddling with this canoe club and uh, and then and then we uh, were considering leaving the Tri Cities because I've you know not been super happy living in the desert. And then but bef- but my husband's been super happy with his work, and so there's kind of like this mm-hmm. like back and forth like what do we need to do? And and I was like, in order for me <laughs> to enjoy living here, 
I need to be closer to the river and have it be part of my lifestyle. So we moved. We moved closer to the river and we bought kayaks and we bought paddle boards and we can just walk down there. And mm-hmm. it's made a huge difference. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. So what's something that scares you, but you do it anyway? <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of those things. Um, really? Like parent, being a parent. Oh, yeah. That is terrifying. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to, I don't, I mean, my kids just keep getting older and I'm like, well, never done this before. Um, cooking. Really? You're yeah, such a good and cook. And cooking and oh, cooking for other people terrifies me. Really? Yes. You're so Actually, good at it though. I hate that part. Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've done it many years now. Yeah. But I would say, I mean, and I have to do it anyway because we all have to eat. Yeah. Uh. So was having a family as rewarding as you thought it would be? Totally. Nice. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Short answer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally. I mean, yes, having, I really wanted to be a mom. I really wanted to have kids and I do now. And I just, I mean, it's very rewarding. It's freaking hard in a lot of ways, but I am so, so thankful and so happy with my amazing kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you looking for out of life? What am I looking for out of life? Mm -hmm. I think I want to have a positive impact on those around me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to uh, reflect hope and love to people that I come in contact with. Um, Enjoyment Mm -hmm. is a high, high priority for me. So I really, out of life, I really want to experience things that are enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think be connected to people and make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds good. Okay. Make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a few more questions, but these are based on, there's this guy named James Lipton that used to have this, um, this show called Inside the Actor Studio and he'd bring famous people on and he always asked them at the end of the interview, this series of questions and okay. it's just rapid fire. First thing that comes into your head. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite word? word mm-hmm. like a word you just really like i don't think i've ever thought about this before you're welcome my favorite word yeah i don't have one like a word you just like the sound of a word that you like the meaning of did anything pop into your head no okay that's sorry a good sign <laughs> i can't pick a favorite word never thought of it before okay what's your least favorite word <laughs> what uh, I think I I'm not one of those people that has a problem with words like moist or whatever. No, but I could see I for me, like looking into your life, I think you don't like the word can't or no. Like, you don't. Oh, that, yeah. I don't like the word can't for sure. Yeah. We'll just go with that. OK. What turns you on? Not sexually, <laughs> but in life, like what gets you like gets you going, like gets your get, makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. There's a lot of things. Let's we'll pick one that popped into your brain. Uh, The sun. That makes sense. What turns you off? Cold. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Ocean. Mm. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, I know there's one and I'm, I'm trying to think of what it is. You see how I block all the things that I hate? I, I can't I can't access them very quickly. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> I have to really think about it. All of that I'm like, shit is on the surface for me. <laughs> no, so I'm like, dang. I'm like, where is it? I have to really focus like what do I hate uh what sound do I hate can you give me some ideas I mean it could literally be like the sound that like high heels make on the floor or the sound that flip-flops make when people have sweaty feet or that's a lot of shoe related uh (laughs) the sound of a lawnmower the sound of a leaf blower the sound of I don't hate any of these sounds the sound of a frog next to your ear because you know it's gonna jump on your face like Hmm. a mosquito in my ear I oh. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite curse word? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know. I don't curse very often. I know. So like favorite curse word that I use or favorite curse word that I reserve. Whatever you like. I don't know. I don't really curse that much, but probably the F word, which I don't really say very much. No, I've only heard you cuss a few times. Okay. What profession other than one that you have would you like to attempt? Um, What profession would I like to attempt? I mean, I'm not going to. No, no. But but if you like if you have if you're like. You know, you started over Mm -hmm. and you weren't going to be a full-time mom. Mm -hmm. What would you've done after you knew you didn't like teaching? Like now that you've had this purview of like this whole world of different ways people Things that I would think I would like and enjoy. I think I'd really enjoy being an occupational therapist. Yeah, I could see that. Or a recreational therapist. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Okay, what profession would you not like to do? Oh, there's so many. Dentist. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Okay. And if heaven exists... What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Hey, (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Nice. That was good. I feel like I learned a lot about you. Really? Yeah. Oh, and is there anything that people would be surprised to know about you? Well, I just learned that one of my friends was very surprised to know this about me. And she's known me for seven years. Apparently she never knew that I have my brown belt with black stripe in karate. (laughs) I'm sorry. I did not know that. You did not know that either? I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like pretty close to a black belt. Okay. Don't mess with me. I, I, I'm afraid. I see your guns are out. Like, you're ready to go. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support the show, you can share episodes with your friends and family, follow us on Instagram at the Geriatric Millennials, or leave us a positive review and rating, all which help us to grow. Our theme music was created by the Finley Ghost. Check out their latest album now. Thank you so much.